Facebook has been in the news lately for their allowing of Russian political ads that could influence 2016 and 2018 elections and suppressing conservative speech. We are going to get into what Facebook should do about it and is there a government-sponsored solution. My name is Brad Omland. I'm joined tonight by my guest co-host, Max Reimer. We are filling in here on Closing Argument, normally with Walter Hudson, tonight with Brad and Max. Stan Poggle on the board as a producer. We have enjoyed our first hour, but we're going to get into some topics tonight that... uh, really drive at, say, the philosophy of government and really just general 2018 only, only heard in 2018 topics. What do you think, Max? I love it. I think, you know what? I'm going to toot my own horn here for a second. I think we're doing a really bang-up job on tonight's program. As good as we can. As good as we can. We we at least like to think that. But yeah, I mean, it's gone. Hopefully we're not caught in our chickens before we have. Hey, listen, I don't know if Walter's listening at this point in time, but... You know what happens when you have a backup quarterback come in and and perform pretty well? People forget about you pretty quick. So, yeah, we're we're the Case Keenum of of Twin Cities News Talk here. Oh, sweet lord, man! <laughs> I, oh. don't, I don't know how good that analogy oh, is. Oh yeah, because Max is a Packer fan. Hang, on. come on, man! I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna tell everybody that you were an anarchist. I, I'm not an anarchist. Okay, well, I am a Packer fan. See, that would be like saying I'm a Bears fan. I'm not a Bears fan, nor am I an anarchist. I'm I'm, I'm a Vikings fan and an objectivist. I don't mean to be 100.3 FM, okay? But Case Keenum, and we might get some phone calls on this, flash in the pan, one good season, he's going to be terrible from here on out. That's a hot take. I mean, that is, I think, not necessarily what the Vikings coaching staff was thinking, but... I think that the general consensus is that that was an outlier season, at least, and he will eventually regress to the mean. But I think the the first point was just that they see Kirk Cousins as being better and someone they can build a franchise around. This is football news brought to you by... <laughs> yeah, it's it's real nice when the uh, conservative... The conservative news talk station starts talking sports. I yeah, mean, I've taken a few of those calls. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the most con- the most controversial topic we have covered tonight. That that is true. The the, the biggest source of disagreement so far, you could say. Uh, but I mean, I I could talk about sports all night. I know Walter likes to talk about uh, comic books, superheroes, and movies. My, my area is like sports, concerts, beer. That that's where you could get me talking all night. Wow. Well, we're going to talk Facebook. Yeah, I, I certainly do like Facebook. I spend I spend just as much of my time on Facebook as I do uh, watching sports. So over the weekend, Fox News host Laura Ingram mentioned that we should nationalize Facebook. And what that means is essentially treat it like a public utility, like the electric company or the water company. And this idea has been put forward before, but more so on the left. So it's it's interesting to see to see it come out from supposedly the right side of the aisle on, on Fox News. What do you make of this, Max? Well, two things. First of all, I build Facebook ads for a living. As do I. We both do. We're both in digital media of some sort. You know, it's funny because when you're running political ads, Facebook makes you th- jump through the most ridiculous hoops right now to run fa- to run political ads on Facebook. 
and most of it has to do with some overblown Russia rhetoric. What I'll, I'll tell you guys right now, what I have to do to create a Facebook ad for a political candidate or a political cause is I have to do the following. I have to submit the last four digits of my social security number to Facebook to verify that I am a real citizen. At that point, Facebook will will ask me for my physical address I have to wait for Facebook after I enter my physical address into Facebook for two weeks, and then Facebook sends me a confirmation letter. It's at that point that I have to enter in a code on that confirmation letter, and then I have to verify that the page is actually a political page once I have that confirmation code. It is the most overblown, dramatic response to something that had almost no impact on our election. Now, that said, nationalizing Facebook, that's kind of an interesting topic of conversation. Well, I mean, I would agree with you on the notion that the political verification for Facebook is a little overblown. But at the same time, I'm not that upset about it because at least it's Facebook doing it. It, It's a market and it's a market demand, too. Like, unfortunately, you could say that Democrats still control society and uh Mark Zuckerberg was under pressure from Congress, at least in a in a do something Congress from both the Republican and Democrat side of the aisle. You know that these congressmen and the senators were wanting to do something about Facebook, whether they were Republican or Democrat. So I think this was at least his his move to avoid that. I mean, to make another sports sports analogy, it's like when a player at the NCAA level screws up. And they know that the NCAA, the school knows that the NCAA might step in. And so they say, oh, we're going to suspend him for the first two cupcake games of the season. Yeah. And so that the NCAA doesn't do anything about it. Of course. So I think in this, in this sense, it, it was, that was Facebook's response. It's, oh, we don't want to necessarily be regulated, even though in some sense they might be, but it was at least their way of, of applying some sort of transparency to the process and that and that quote unquote transparency in the process is is growing in terms of Facebook is now going to say who made the ad or what company made the ad and you know unfortunately that that cart is already down the road yeah no doubt we're no we're not turning back to to the old way and if the consumers want it then I guess that's okay but. And this gets to our bigger point about nationalizing Facebook. Do the consumers want something like this, or is it driven by dogma? Is it driven by ideology that rules over Silicon Valley and the developers and the nerds out there and their specific belief set that they're enforcing through their social platform? Which gets to kind of a good segue of, should we nationalize it? Has Facebook and other platforms become a public utility, uh, a monopoly of sorts that have no real competition, that have a proven track record of silencing certain opinions on their platform in some form or fashion, and that ultimately, uh, as I said before, people are calling Laura Ingram specifically, who I, I'm not the biggest fan of Laura Ingram. No calling for the nationalization of these things, which, uh, to, to give you guys an idea of what nationalizing is, if you didn't already know, 
it basically means the government takeover of these platforms so that they need to abide by certain discrimination rules, allow people uh, equal access, that type of thing. Well, yeah, Laura Ingram's logic behind it was Facebook is suppressing our conservative free speech. So therefore, because of the First Amendment and the government has to play by the First Amendment, if we nationalize it, then they can't restrict speech. But I don't think it's that simple. I don't think it's that's uh, believable, in my opinion. I mean, because it depends. Again, we go back to the Kavanaugh thing. Who's in charge? You know, they're yelling about, oh, we didn't release these documents. But when the Non-Affordable Care Act was being passed, nobody read the dang thing. So, you know, it was fine then, and it's not fine now. So I think the same thing, depending on who's in power, you know, is going to decipher how Facebook is run at that time. Yeah, it's and you, a public entity. If you consider how much Facebook knows about us as users and consumers already, now imagine that giving that information willfully to the government. Right now, Facebook is is at least encrypted in that you can't get access to the conversation unless both you and the person you're talking with consent and have access to the key. But we've seen so much from the government, even with the NSA revelations in recent years, that they they really can't be trusted. There's no reason to nationalize Facebook. I, I trust corporations at least somewhat more than the government. But here's the other here's the other point too, because I have always been an advocate of if you don't like the way a technology platform is operating. It's incumbent on you to create a new technology platform and try to do something similar or better in a free market that Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google AdWords, et cetera, et cetera, are doing. Because these are the main platforms that seem to discriminate, and it's very obvious that they do discriminate some political opinions versus other political opinions. What I get worried about is not these platforms in and of themselves, but now you have banking institutions, you have hosting platforms, you have a number of other infrastructural things that are barring certain political opinions from even having an airwave to operate on. That scares me. Banking institutions discriminating against people of a certain political ideology, MasterCard, Visa, these other kind of big financial institutions where they're all they also do not have much competition discriminating against a certain political opinion worries me because it feels almost it feels akin to what was happening in 1930s 1940s Germany prior to prior to the actual killing of people it was discrimination in the market it was discrimination in the public square but if you're worried about facebook having a monopoly or these banks having having a monopoly that's precisely the reason not to nationalize to nationalize it. Facebook, I say Facebook kind of wants regulation because they want to capture the market via regulation. They want to raise the barrier and make it harder for other companies to come in and take some of their market. Sure. And I think that's the natural counterpoint is, listen, we have seen government institutions perform great atrocities even in America. It's very apparent that government is no more noble than a private company is. They're just people. We're all people prone to corruption, prone to just being evil, prone to being discriminatory. 
I, I tend to agree with you on that front. You know, the other point, and it, not nationalization, but you saw with the Bell Telephone Company, you know, when when that became a monopoly, was a government-enforced breakup of the company. I, I wonder if conservatives, if we support a position like that, like at least breaking up something that doesn't have competition. Well, What say you, Brad Omland? I, I would not support uh, the government intervening in the market under any circumstance. But um, we can get more on that on the other side of the break. Your call's welcome, too. I know we've got a couple lined up. Your call's welcome, 651-989-5855. My name's Brad Omland, guest co-host here on Closing Argument with Max Reimer on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and 103.5 FM. Woman. Should we nationalize Facebook? That is what we are talking about tonight here on Closing Argument. My name is Brad Omlin, joined by guest co-host Max Reimer. We are filling in for Walter Hudson this evening, live till 11 o'clock, as we are every weeknight here on Twin Cities News Talk. We are taking your calls on the subject, 651-989-5855. Of course, this was sparked uh, recently when Fox News host Laura Ingram over the weekend said that we should nationalize Facebook because they are suppressing conservative free speech so therefore because the government has to play by the first amendment if the government is in control of it they can't uh restrict free speech so your call is welcome let's go to barry wants to talk about facebook welcome to the show barry so i generally think that we should naturalize nothing the government shouldn't do anything that they absolutely don't have to have have to do and i think any monopolies are bad for anybody who has to deal with them. Yeah, I think you're you're spot on there. Um, what do you see as the problem with the government intervening in the marketplace, or what's the problem with uh, monopolies? They distort the market. When you, the less competition you have, oh, look at what's happening with St. Paul, with the trash collection. Why is everybody complaining about it? Because they don't have any choices. They can't do what they think is right for their for themselves. And that's exactly what's going to happen with Facebook. And and if you're afraid about people being discriminated against, why would you give it into the hands of the only people that can enforce laws? How does that make any sense? I think the thought of it, Barry, is the... The idea is that if you are a government entity, you are bound by certain discriminatory or anti-discriminatory things. And it's much easier to keep you accountable as a government than it is, say, a business uh, who's in who's doing free enterprise work and can refuse customers or not be associated with customers as part of their as part of their right as a company. Do you think Facebook is a monopoly at this point? I think some people want to see it as a monopoly because it makes their point. I don't think it is, though. I think there's, I think the reason why people see it as a monopoly is because they see it as a way to make money. Kind of like YouTube, right? When, when they push people out, right? So they get mad because they stop making money. It's, it's no better than anything else. I, I think trying to say that you can hold the government accountable, more accountable, is a joke, too, because you can hold the business accountable by filing lawsuits against them. What's the difference? Yeah, the uh, individual against the U.S. government is unfortunately a losing battle at the individual level. Thanks for your call, Barry. Yeah, and I would agree, too, that it's difficult for individual decisions to be made 
when the government controls it. You you're not you're no longer you no longer have a choice when when the government is in control. Right now you have the opportunity to say no, I don't want that, and you can pick and choose your relationships. When the when the government gets involved, you have less choice. And at, at the consumer level, at the individual level, uh, that is that is bad. So. We are taking your calls on the Facebook nationaliza- nationalization of Facebook topic. Uh, your calls welcome, 651-989-5855. Let's go to Mike. Welcome to the program. Thanks for taking my call. Um, absolutely a, a horrible idea if you're going to nationalize Facebook. And I, I wonder if Laura is just being facetious there. Uh, I've followed her for years, and I kind of... I, follow her sense of humor, but it's pretty apparent what Facebook is doing where conservative ideas, and I think it was Diamond and Silk, they might have gotten booted off of Facebook as well. But I I go to freedom of association. Like, if you want to join a club of like-minded people, what's the problem with that? You can explore your own ideas and your own interests and values. What seems to happen these days is everybody wants to force their way into your club. you you got women that want to force their way into man's club. You know, why can't people just have a free association? These are your values and ideas. You can form your own club. And people can gravitate to those principles and values. Yeah, it's interesting that the the government says, or Laura Ingram's logic is that the government can't discriminate, but that is precisely what makes Facebook valuable to the consumer is that you can pick and choose your relationships at, at the individual level. You have the right to discriminate against whatever you want. And most of those are for good reasons. But here's the other thing though, too, is once we have these platforms, we can talk about our values and, and put it out there. I mean, people have been so indoctrinated in the, in our public school system and, do you really challenge your own ideas and your own thoughts? It's pretty apparent that the left is terrified that they're the ones that are trying to shut speech down. They don't seem to want to have the free exchange of ideas. They want this stranglehold on information and their version of the truth. And I'll go a little bit further. I think one of the reasons Trump is such a threat and drives them absolutely insane is he says what he wants to say, and he throws it out there, and he's not going to be bullied. In some cases, he is the bully, and they can't stand it. Right. And, Mike, thanks for the call. You know, you Mike did hit on a point that I really appreciate in that, and we've talked about this before on this show, whenever you deplatform somebody, that is not an effective tool to silence their message. Every time you make someone a martyr, every time you remove somebody from the public square because you control the public square, Alex Jones is the classic example. Alex Jones got banned from every social media platform. I think like one some of their radio affiliates got shut down or something along those lines. But what ended up happening was you lionize him. He has been saying for years that these people are coming. These people are coming for me. They're coming. They're they're going to shut me down. You know, it's, the, the Chinese are going to come shut me down. You you prove his point when you actually shut him down. Yeah, the the best thing you can do for morons is let them have a a platform. Yeah, exactly. To to your point, you give them you give them legitimacy 
with their audience when when you shut them down. Because yeah, exactly. Alex Jones has been saying for years that this is what they're going to do to him, and uh, you know the globalist agenda, and they don't want to let you hear the truth, and that and that gives legitimacy to that when what he says come comes true, which is again a, a very 2018 thing to kind of go through our our theme for the night. Just 2018 things uh, that is. That is one of them, is that Alex Jones correctly predicted <laughs> that they yes. would shut him down. And I think this gets back to our earlier conversation, Brad, in just talking about the politics of 2018. I was playing devil's advocate a little bit because you hear somewhat reasonable arguments on the other side of this issue. But at the end of the day, what this is about, what this is fundamentally about, is winning versus losing sticking it to the other side without a thought for what the long-term consequences might be for your own side. That's when we have this conversation about nationalizing this, that, or the other thing, or having the government take over a private industry in general because they oppose your political viewpoint. People, we knew who the Silicon Valley people were. We gave them the keys to our lives. We gave them all of our data. And now we're having buyer's remorse because we're finally starting to get the idea of these platforms. And instead of creating our own platforms, instead of venturing out and trying to do things ourselves, build new bridges that way, we're saying, as conservatives, we're saying, government take it over. There's something fundamentally short-sighted about that. I think that's a good place to leave it. we got to take a break, but we'll be back here. Your call is welcome, 651-989-5855. Coming up next, speaking of things government is involved in, is Medicare socialism? And what do Trump's comments over the weekend at a rally in in, in Indiana have to do with the long-term viability of Medicare. My name is Brad Omlin, joined tonight by guest co-host Max Reimer, filling in for Walter Hudson here on Closing Argument on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and 103.5 FM. Talk hour. Listen live, 6 to 9, Twin Cities. have taken over closing argument. My name is Brad Omland, joined tonight by guest co-host Max Reimer. Filling in for Walter Hudson. Walter will be back tomorrow night. Uh, we have an interesting guest lined up. Uh, his name is John Carlos Sopo. Last week, he published an article in the USA Today, and he, as a Democrat, was writing about the dangers of democratic socialism. So we've got that on the agenda tomorrow night. That should be a good one. Yeah. Right now, we are talking about uh, nationalizing Facebook. It was brought on by uh, Fox News host Laura Ingram over the weekend said that we should do it because uh, that way the government has to respect free speech rights and corporations as of as they stand now can't suppress conservative speech. Still taking your calls on that 651-989-5855. Let's go to Johnny. Welcome to the program. Hello. Hey, what are your thoughts on Facebook? Well, there's no such thing as a private corporation in the United States of America because they all have to comply to federal law. The reason they have to comply to federal law is because we have a thing called the United States military, which guards and protects the security to conduct business in the United States safely. Now, if Facebook and fancy pants Zuckerberg wants to go rogue and not comply to federal law, along with Google, Apple, um, then they can defend their own corporations. You know, they're not going to have the state, local, and federal law enforcement protecting their entity. Um, 
So they're, they're really going rogue, and they need to be careful because I think the argument is not about nationalizing Facebook. It's about them complying because they operate and conduct business in a secure environment called the United States of America. So, so by your logic, then, is there such thing as private property in America? No, because um, uh, eminent domain is anywhere and everywhere. There's really no such thing as private property or, or really nothing. We call it private, but it's not really private. If the government wants to come in, they can take it, and they have over and over. Would you say that is a reason to have less government, or that's why government should be involved? I think it's why we have the laws that we do. We pass laws. I mean, the corporations I work for, they have to comply to federal law, anti-discrimination, you know, equal rights, all of those things. And those are good laws. And so I think we need laws, We and the corporations need to follow them, and I think that structures what everyone needs to follow. Now, if the corporation does not want to follow it, then I would say the United States government does not offer them the protections that the United States government provides via taxpayers, all of us paying the taxes to protect business in this country. So we're going to really see a great divide here if they go rogue, and they're going to have to make a choice to conduct business here securely in the United States, or they're going to have to move out of the United States. But are they government protections or market protections? There, There is a market incentive to have a safe operating space that the government doesn't necessarily need to enforce. Look at things like, even at the individual level, like encryption and VPN. We, we can operate securely on our computers from our home. We don't need the government to do that. Maybe despite, I guess, where the government is involved is putting the public utility out there so we can use the internet. But beyond that, these decisions are able to be made and secured at the individual level. That's true, but I'm just speaking of if Facebook wants to uh, um, censor a certain voice and go against uh, federal law, which is freedom of speech. I, I think the government can easily press them down so simply that they could crush them easily. Should they? Yes. If they go against the Constitution, free speech, and all these rights, yeah, they should be crushed. At that point, they're going rogue. Yeah, I can't. I can't meet anywhere close to your your claim here when we talk about private property the private the right to private property is created not only by the first amendment but also the fifth amendment where the government needs to prove that it has any kind of just cause or complication to take that land from you and compensate you for it and then you get into a really complicated sea of do does this actually belong to me is it a human god-given right to own private property I think the Constitution spells that out pretty clearly that we have certain rights. We have certain rights in and of ourselves because we are our own private property and to land that we claim. Um, you know, I don't think that just because Facebook is protected by the military doesn't somehow create this new standard that the government owns everything. I, I think that's such an extreme idea. Yeah, it could be. What was it out in um, Nevada or something? The federal government tried to chase those people off their land. I mean, they didn't. They weren't really successful. 
I don't think. No, they they lost. It, it, it in that circumstance, one guy got uh, one guy got killed, obviously. But they defend they defended their property with arms against the government. They took them to uh, to court and won in the court of law as well. So at the end of the day, if we still believe in the Constitution and we still believe that humans are here and have God given rights. There is no government claim to our property. That is not a real thing, and we need to resist that temptation. And I think that brings up a good point. We need to defend. We need to defend Facebook. It's Facebook's property, and the government doesn't have a right to it just because you provide military. I, I think the government could, could spend a whole hell of a lot of mo- lot less money on on military. So thanks for the call. Yeah, thanks for your call, Johnny. Yeah, I think that again, I've I've said it before that. Most of our callers are on the the right side of the spectrum, but when you call for things like the government should crush them, sounds a little bit communist. So we ha- you have to be careful in in tempering what you say. If it, you know what really is the conservative position on the issue is that is it that the government should crush Facebook or should we support free speech rights uh, no matter what. Even if we disagree with it, because <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? Could you imagine the precedent that Johnny his, he just set for all of us? We we and own nothing my, because yeah. of the military. And my point is too is he talk about this free speech, and it's always you know the conservative side. But you have limited speech every single day of your life, whether you're in the grocery store, whether you are at work. I mean, imagine if people would really speak what they truly think at times when. You know, they see something or someone and you're suppressed or that person is suppressed and because of public opinion more than anything. So, I mean, you're suppressed across the board. That's but that is fundamental to a democracy. The fact that we don't treat each other like that because we shouldn't there. Right. You you should be polite to someone else. I mean, I agree as much as you get, you know, you get. But you also have the right to be a jerk, too. You do, but you get frustrated and you have a bad day and and you lash out at someone. That is not, like I said, there's a market incentive for a safe operating environment as a business. There is kind of that interpersonal incentive to be nice to someone because you're if you're a jerk all the time, you're going to get a reputation and you're going to find yourself socially isolated. And it at an individual level it's okay to be co- it's okay to cooperate with someone and and again choose your own relationships there there is an incentive to do that because by treating someone else nicely then you can reflect those feelings back at you and you can both advance your agendas together yeah i agree with you but at the same time what i'm saying is is you know all this talk about oh where well, they're limiting us because they won't let me post this about my buddy Trump or they won't let me post this about my buddy Obama well you know what you're you're suppressed in in all aspects of your life when it comes to uh, voicing your opinion in certain ways well there's no doubt about that and i think the market is a and it proves itself if it's the invisible hand if it's just being punished because you're a jerk that's why when we get into this whole, oh, if if you don't support gay marriage, bake the cake, don't bake the cake. Listen, the market is going to determine whether or not you're a bigot, whether or not you're a jerk, whether or not you're this, that, or the other thing. For our first instinct as a people, especially as conservatives, well, I'm a conservative. Maybe I'm the only conservative in the room right now, but I'll speak for I'll speak for most conservatives. It's disturbing to me that the first place we go to 
when we're opposed or when we uh, we have kind of real market scrutiny under our movements or under our causes or what we say, the first place we go to is government to come defend us. That That is disturbing to me. Well, I say that politeness is fundamental to democracy because look at people who, protesters who interrupt, say, for example, town halls or even uh, the the Mike Freeman press conference. Or uh, on the highways. Yeah, that that's not democracy. That's that's chaos, and that is a, that is not a state where we can live freely and choose our own associations. You are now beholden to their force because Bert, it's pretty much. I mean, even just coming up at someone and shouting at them is is borderline assault, and that and that is not a state that anyone wants to live in in a free society. We can all agree that the premise that caller Johnny laid out is. Absolutely an assert, uh, absurd one, right? Because what we're talking about... You millennials are so sensitive. <laughs> I am. I'm triggered. I'm triggered by that. Because what he's claiming, or what he tried to claim, was that we have no rights to anything because we're protected by a military. Well, and I think that's just a mis a misunderstanding of where rights come from. We inherently have a right to free speech. We inherently have a right to free association. Not because the government grants it, but because... As humans, we need to have those rights. It, it, they're just fundamental to our existence beyond any government or any constitution or any or any free society that would grant it to us. We inherently have those rights, and we should establish them and, and assert them ourselves. And I, I think to Johnny's point, if I can maybe make one, is the size and scope of military has just become so uh, insane that we view military differently than we should view military that being, they are only here, you are only here, we are all only here to protect those fundamental rights, to protect life, liberty, the right to private property. These are things that the military exists to protect. They do not exist because of the military. Yeah. It's, it's just a fundamental misunderstanding, in my opinion, of the way that the country is supposed to be running. Fair point. Again, Max, with the closing argument of the segment. My name is Brad Omlin. That's Max Reimer. We are filling in for Walter tonight on Twin Cities News Talk, 103.5 FM, AM 1130, and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Special guest James T. Harris, among others. Listen live. Say- you know, I could just let this song play the rest of the night. I'm with you on that. Greta Van Fleet, they rock. Here we go. Yes, that's killer bumper music tonight. Man, I, I said I could talk about rock. I could talk about concerts the rest of the night. This, this is one of the bands that I could talk about. I saw them at the Armory uh, early this summer, and and you know people are looking for rock like this, and and they're, and they're bringing it back and. You know, people always say they sound like Led Zeppelin, but they stand as a good rock band on their own right. And, you know, we're all standing on the shoulders of giants. Like, every rock band today exists because of Led Zeppelin. So whether or not they sound like them is sort of irrelevant because every rock band is validated by the existence of, of you know, the gods like Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Black Sabbath. But uh, beyond rock, we've kind of dis- stumbled into a discussion on our rights here on Closing Argument. This is not Walter Hudson. My name is Brad Omland. My guest co-host is Max Reimer. We are filling in for Walter tonight. Talking about should we nationalize Facebook and then sort of what is Facebook's, what is, 
what is Facebook's reason for doing so, and how are their, what is their right to suppress free speech, we've kind of stumbled into this discussion of, well, where do your rights come from? We're, we're taking some calls on the issue for a few more minutes. We are out at 11, but we got a few more minutes to take your calls. 651-989-5855. Let's go to Pete, who wants to talk about rights. Hi. Um, yeah, I don't believe our rights come from the military, but I will say if someone simply says you have these rights other than God, you're not insured those rights unless somebody's willing to stand for, step forward and use force, if necessary, to ensure those rights, i.e. our police officers in our military. I do believe our rights are God-given based on my faith, and I think as our founding father said, they're inalienable rights. So we have those rights, but we also must have men and women uh, step forward and be willing to stand for them. Simply because a professor says you have, have a right or something, that doesn't mean you're going to get that right. Somebody has to step forward and stand up for it. So, uh, you know, I don't know what the comment towards the military was, but a uh, military and a police officer ensure we have that right. And they can also do the opposite. They can ensure we don't have that right. So, well, and and that's the balance of limited government. I, I appreciate your call, Pete. We were talking about this over the break with uh, Max Reimer, is that there is a balance between, as, as Pete says, our, our rights, yes, are protected by military, are protected by the government in a in an abstract sense. In a at at the end of the day, if you are threatened, guess who's going to come defend you? But there is a state of chaos in a natural state, in a state where there is no government, and a state where there is no one there to enforce your rights. At the end of the day, if you can't do so for yourself, but there is a state of chaos when there is too many laws and. The government, both the government and the people, can get away with anything because the government set because the law says so, and that is a consequence of natural government. And it's it's not necessarily that other people are here to intrude upon your rights. It's the fact that your rights aren't being properly upheld in the first place. I think that's right, and I think the government and the and to the caller's point, military does exist to protect those rights when we're not able to I mean you know ultimately though within this this structure this this document between the constitution and the bill of rights and what we are fundamentally as a country you are your line of defense i'm sorry like this is what the constitution allows for when your rights are infringed upon that this is this is partially why the Second Amendment exists to allow you the opportunity to defend those rights. If your right to life, liberty, property, if these things are threatened, yes, we we certainly need a military and a police force to come in with with in some cases heavier artillery than you may have readily available. But quite frankly, you are your defense of your own rights be, because because you are you. You are your own defender of your private property. Yeah, inherently, we have an obligation to defend our rights at the individual level. Because part of the reason that government has become so big in recent years is that we've been willing to give away our rights. And we have not been willing to take to take the responsibility and, and cherish the freedoms that we have. We're just going to say, oh, nope, I feel threatened, I feel scared, I feel threatened and scared by those people. Let's get the government to create more laws. 
Yeah, well, unfortunately, we are out of time. The The government is telling us we have to go. No, no, they're not. But uh, my name is Brad Omland. That's Max Reimer. I appreciate Thank uh, you, Brad. Max Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, thanks to Stan for producing. Nice Walter. Thanks, Stan. Walter will be back tonight on Closing Argument, 9 to 11 weeknights here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and 103.5 FM.